Hey, y'all, it's Mandy. Before we talk about this week's episode, I want to say shout out to the patrons. Y'all are the reason I'm still doing this. I could do it alone, but it's so much better to run with people who share your vision, share your values, and see the importance of the work you're doing. So if you're interested in all the premium content, hearing about the questions and answers, or even being a part of our live patron chats, check out my Patreon. It's under at Mandy Capehart, or you can search for Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart and find it that way. So what is core value work and how do we do it on a practical level? A lot of times I worry that the language I use here in the restorative grief model can leave some folks behind, not intentionally, but simply by virtue of being less commonly used language. It's hard enough to follow along when you're grieving, but coupled with trying to learn the entirely new language and way of being in the world is daunting at best. And the way we address our core values on a practical level is going to set the pace for how we approach and integrate healing practices into our lives. If you are newer to restorative grief or the principle of core value work in the grieving process, you can also jump back and listen to episodes 28 and 30 as a crash course to catch up. We usually think about core values as those high level beliefs about the best parts of our character. We begin to name integrity, honesty, love, generosity, and many other very complex concepts that we simply cannot embody every day. In grief work, however, we address the needs of our grief story in the moment by identifying our biggest pain points and connecting those pain points to a value or boundary that has been violated by our loss. And I don't mean violated in an intentional or abusive way, like someone harming you, but Death is a violation of our understanding, of our belief that we have expectations of life that lead to living past 100. It disrupts how we move through the world, and we all deserve all the time and intention necessary to carve a new and meaningful path back toward ourselves. As you begin to think about your pain points and potential boundary violations in your life, I want to remind you that the core value work we'll walk through here is not permanent meaning you can hold this core value for as little as a day, focus on a new core value the following day. I like to choose three at least once a week and ensure that all my actions, thoughts, and emotions and feelings are at least attempting (laughs) to be in harmony with those values. And when I miss the mark and notice it, I'm able to pause and reflect back on what I could have done differently and if it would have meant the healing that I was looking for. So basically, when you feel ready to focus on a single pain point, do it. 
Identify the value that deserves attention in your life that's being harmed at this pain point by a lack of attention and get creative with ways to address what might realign your values that relate to your mind, your heart, your body, and your spirit. So for today, as an example, we're going to explore the value of rest. (laughs) And if you're not sure where to begin with your own value work, feel free to borrow this value and see what serves. It's a very excellent value to start with anyway, so I highly recommend it, even as just an average exercise that you might try out. So for rest as a value, when we feel low energy and fatigue, we can easily say, I need more energy. But this is where we learn how to say that without the inevitable shame that also says it's our own fault that we're so worn out and fatigued. Because once we identify our core value, our next work includes deciding what might help us identify what's holding us back and feel more in line with that value itself. The easy thing here is to get completely bogged down (laughs) trying to figure out the right thing. Listen, every action we take here is just an experiment. We want to see what helps and what doesn't, and there's no hard feelings either way. If we hate something immediately, it's the perfect time to say never again and move on to the next helpful idea. But it can be equally as challenging to think of anything that could help. So if I'm describing you right now, you're not alone. In fact, start with making a list of what you know you would hate. Narrow down the actions that might work in reverse and trust that you are going to miss some good ideas. It's all a practice. You're looking for things that leave you feeling invigorated or excited. And in this new season, of course, you're likely to miss the center. It's expected. You're getting to know the new you again. So for rest as a value, here are a few ideas that come to mind. For your mind and your thoughts, ideas might include guided meditation, reading something new and funny and entertaining, crafting affirmations of your sound mind based on what matters to you, engaging in a remembering ceremony for yourself, writing poetry, doing a puzzle, or doing a word search. For your heart and emotions, ideas might include meaningful music, journaling your emotions, taking notes of how you respond to outside stimuli, speaking your emotions to another person, expressing them audibly, being honest with yourself in a way you haven't, and revisiting something meaningful to you. For your body and your feelings, ideas might include Pilates or yoga, going for a walk, trying Tai Chi, starting a strength training program, fasting a meal, dancing, indulging in a bubble bath or an extra long shower, light casual stretching, gentle movement, finding a smile, even though there's nothing funny, extra water, maintaining a vitamin regimen, a nourishing meal, or even weighted blankets. For your spirit and connections, ideas about rest might include phoning a friend, prayer practices, wordless meditation, instrumental music, establishing a ritual of slowness. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Remaining still and observing the noise around you, crying, laughing, expressing your unexpressed emotions from earlier, focusing on impermanence for very short windows of time offering acceptance to your disparate parts, and offering kindness to the parts of you that hurt. So, are any of the ideas that I just mentioned above groundbreaking and unheard of? Probably not. And it's likely that in the past, you've either tried some or all of these. 
or a well-meaning loved one advised you to try some or all of these, and it just didn't help. But now, today, you're aware of the importance of connecting your actions and decisions back to your values. Your core values are what drive you to make intentional decisions and build connections. Maybe you love the idea of yoga, but know that it's not the right physical support for you. Well, have you considered if the principles and outcomes of a yoga actually align with your values? Because maybe patience is one of those values. And guess what? I learned more patience with myself and others through yoga more than anywhere else. That's the best part here. Doing the work of core value exploration will help you build meaning around your practices. So you're not just doing them because someone said you should. And it builds meaning around your losses when you are ready for that meaning and when you are able to connect the dots and feel really settled in what you're experiencing. Because that's when you will realize how deeply that meaning can resonate with the values you hold most dear. Thank you for listening to episode 52 of Restorative Grief. (laughs) I realize inviting you into core value work is not something easy or lighthearted, but that's just it. Everything you are experiencing right now could probably qualify exactly the same way. And yet in your own hard-earned wisdom, you know and you've learned that pursuing healing means engaging in ways you've never attempted. Nothing else is really working yet, so why not try this, right? You're not alone in this work, so please remember, speak up, because telling someone you love that you are in pain leads you away from isolation and into confidence with another person and yourself. If this is your first time listening to Restorative Grief, thank you for being here. Knowing when and where you are safe to share is complicated at best, so you are cordially invited to join the Restorative Grief Project, an online community of grievers and listeners of this show whose aim is to create psychologically safe spaces for ourselves and others to fall apart. So we would love to have you check it out. Link is in the show notes, of course. And as promised, I am celebrating 52 regular episodes in over a year of the show. I am so tired and yet so invigorated every time I hit record because these stories are touching lives. You guys are sending me messages and sharing about the things you're learning and you're engaging and I'm just astounded. (laughs) So thank you for brightening my life and being clear and honest about how I'm able to impact yours. So for anyone who listened to episode 50 and opted to participate in the episode 52 giveaway, (laughs) thank you. The winner of the giveaway will receive a copy of my book, Restorative Grief, Engaging Our Losses Without Losing Ourselves. And that person is Veronica (laughs) Kay. So hopefully you're listening. Veronica, if not, I will obviously be in touch, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing about the show and for telling your friends. I think you'd said you'd sent at least this episode, that last episode to someone you cared about. And that shows such uh, an honest endorsement and just belief in what you are learning and what you're experiencing here. And it's just so cool to see my work helping people. It's wild. So thank you. And congratulations. For everybody else, thank you for listening as well. And if you want to learn more about my book, check the show notes for links. 
to everyone else who participated, thank you. I wish I could give every single person a copy, but I'm actually need to get some more copies of my own. <laughs> so maybe someday we'll do another giveaway. In fact, I'm sure that we will. I'll be back next week with another interview to kick off quote unquote season two. And before I go, please remember one last thing. The only solution for grief is to do the work of grieving. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you.